0: no boundaries, no windows where the light of day might shine through. The only light here is that of a single solitary candle, and
1: perhaps the illumination of the mind. If you are fascinated by the world of strange, or perhaps like to gather in those dimly lit corners, and converse with those individuals who may not walk to the beat of this world's drum, then step across the threshold that leads to the room under the stairs. Buddy, this is Stan Wangland and I'm one of your delightful co-hosts of the people under the stairs yes it's April Fool's today and this is the show where we try and be as spooky as hell but it's never good enough for our producer <laughs> and I'm joined on the show by the wonderful and talented and uh, he's, he's a kind of a demonologist uh, uh, just a you know, he's just kind of a wild guy, Paul James Caden. And he is really locked under the stairs. He's in lockdown because of the coronavirus uh, majorly. So we're here today, you know, we're here today, and we would like to do a show on are you a member of a YouTube cult or just a cultist period in these wild and hectic times? And with no further ado, I'm gonna pass this over to Paul. With this little introduction, there you go, Paul.
0: Well, that wasn't spooky enough. I have major problem with that introduction on <laughs> such a serious show.
1: <laughs> I tried to give it all the gravity that it deserves in the show. There, I, I used my honer,
0: uh, you know, my, my honer chrom, uh, chrom uh, chromonic. Right there. I wish I wish I'd have known. I'd have pulled out my harmonica. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's, that's a, there you go. We could have been like the, uh, whatever they used to call them there, Johnny Paleo and the uh But I date myself. So, Paul, in all seriousness, uh, I was joshing around there for a couple of seconds, trying to have a little levity here in these very dramatic times. Uh, what's, uh, what's the scoop with uh, people being cultists, in your opinion?
0: Yeah, I've been uh, talking a lot about this on my other show, The Spirit Side. Uh, because it's something I, I'm seeing that uh, I find quite alarming. You know, I, as people know, I do a lot of uh, spiritual work. I talk to a lot of different people. I study a lot of different religions and movements. And uh, one of the things I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to at first, uh, at the inception of it, was the truther movement, which is the people who... Uh, tell us that there's, you know, all kind of government agendas, they're coming to, you know, take over the the one world order. And, you know, of course, as I always say, there is some uh, truth to some of the things that these folks talk about. Uh, but many of them, even some of the ones that, that used to be more reasonable, have just gotten real wild. I, I started uh, paying more attention to this, probably about three four years ago and i've seen the evolution of this and uh to me it's it's turned into almost like an internet cult that Mm -hmm. people uh, you know a lot of these truthers as they call themselves they uh they have kind of a religious bent to their show it's very very out of context when they talk about you know the bible or religion or you know any of that stuff it has a very uh very strange bent on it as as most of their stuff usually does and uh the thing i'm noticing is just how there's droves and droves of people all over the place who follow these personalities like they're the the new Charles Manson or the new Jim Jones or the new mm-hmm. David Koresh they're, they're so loyal to these people and th- there's a lot of these people you know that that you see why they're out there out and about they're you know just going on with their normal lives during the uh, the pandemic because they they really believe that the virus isn't real or it's just another cold or it's a psyop that the government is pulling on us to lock us down you know it's it's declaring the government declaring martial law without actually declaring martial law you know there's all this stuff going on and today was supposed to be the 10 days of darkness and this is when the internet goes down and the lights go out for 10 mm-hmm. days and there's all these various uh, you know, theories about what that is. I just did a show on that today. Uh, I debunked it last year because the 10 days of darkness was supposed to happen uh, mm-hmm. last year, the same time between March and April. And it didn't. And here we are a year later, you know, that the same people are, are saying it's going to happen uh, once again. And of course, here we are. And it hasn't. And uh, one of the people that that's followed religiously is someone uh, maybe you've heard of on uh, on the internet is QAnon. Are you familiar with that name? No, I'm not actually. Well, if you if you type it in, it's a capital Q A N O N, and this individual uh, you know claims to be some high ranking government official or former CIA agent who has all the inside scoop of what's going on with the Trump administra- administration, and there's all this, you know, deep state conspiracy. And he's the one that really puts forth a lot of this uh, 10 days of darkness. You know, the, Donald Trump's going to shut the internet down and shut the power grid down. And during that time, he's going to round up all these criminals from the the deep state and, uh, you know, put them in prison. And when the lights come back on, we're going to be in a more free world and a free America. You know all just kinds of crazy stuff. There's a, another very popular uh, conspiracy theorist that I, I won't mention by name at, at this point. He he's claiming that soon, you know, and he he has a very uh, very definite religious bent to his show. He has a lot of followers, and he is telling his followers right now that very, very soon there's going to be forced vaccines and you know all this other stuff forced upon people from the government. And that it's very likely that the forced vaccine is going to be the coronavirus vaccine and not to take it because in some form or another, uh, it is the mark of the beast from revelation. And not only that, but it's poison it will kill a lot of people. Uh, it will kill millions more people than the coronavirus itself. It has nanobots in it, you know, that will help the government to track people. And he's telling people to resist. If you see the government forcing anything, telling you you need a vaccine or whatever they tell you you need, resist. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's calling all his people to run out in the middle of the desert uh, when and if this happens. And there are people, and I'm probably going to be talking about this on the, uh, the spirit side. I'm actually reaching out to this person because I, uh, I know him and I've, I've actually had conversations with him. I've already invited him to, Hey man, come on my show and and, and clarify what you're saying, because Mm -hmm. I ha I have questions. A lot of people have questions and this sounds kind of Odd, and he he's he's not answering back, which is odd for him. But he's got all these people who who are and and I'm I'm getting messages and emails over the last couple of days with a lot of people saying, "What's going on with this guy?" I'm afraid a lot of people, you know, they're ready to like leave their families and pack up and leave like now and go to the middle of the desert with this guy mm-hmm. and no food, no water, no money, just tents, you know and you know, how are they going to survive? He's tried to do things like this before, you know, had like gatherings, and it was like a fiasco. But, man, you know, it, it is, it gets very cultic. And if you if you say anything to these people and say, geez, you know, you might want to think about what you're being told, it is like the cult member, you know. They'll, <clears throat> they'll try to t- talk to you about it at first, but then eventually they get very angry and start, you know, the, uh, you know, you're asleep, you're, uh, you know, you're a slave of the new world order. You're a slave of Satan's incoming system. You know, you're blind, you're going to hell, you know, uh, you know, you should listen to brother so-and-so. And And there's so many, so many, I I actually had trouble, you know, I've been keeping, keeping an eye on it, on this over the last, uh, well, probably for the last year, but It's been getting much more wild. And now with the advent of the coronavirus, it's even more wild. And uh, it was actually on my mind so heavy last night, I I had trouble falling asleep because I think these people, it it is very cultic and they're they're going to lead people to do something stupid. People are going to die. People are going to get hurt. People are going to be thrown into prison because of all this misinformation out there and because of these, whether they're whack jobs or just people with a big ego trying to start a movement, <clears throat> but we got people calling for militias. When you see this happen, get your guns and meet us all here. You know, if this happens, you know, grab all you can and, you know, come out to the desert. You know, if, if this happens, go out and go out in the streets and resist, you know uh with 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 your uh with your guns and your weapons and man the the people that are adhering to this kind of thing is uh very alarming
1: well you know the uh, uh the uh United states the world at large has a long history of cults and mm-hmm. some of the ones have become uh people almost you know treat them as mainstream and they are cults uh the Mormon church is a cult. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's considered a cult. I, I don't know whether you would agree with that or not, um, but it is. Uh, it's, uh, you know, if you research cults, you'll see, and they have uh, splinter groups, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to Mormons, but uh, yeah, it's it's actually considered, uh, it was a cult, uh, you know, in history. Uh, uh, Scientology is definitely a cult. Uh, mm. To be uh, sure, and it's listed as a cult. And again, I don't know if you would agree with that, but uh, oh, sure. Yeah. You know, but you know, they, you know, if a Scientologist heard that, I mean, we might get sued, or they might put some kind of crazy pressure on us.
0: The same way as I have several uh, friends who are Mormons. Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal?
2: What's going on? You have John Wangland, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at is Khabib Namaga Madoff versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW, Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H and his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets.
1: And uh, I've actually, you know, uh, received the Book
2: of Mormon and everything from
1: people And, you know, people, it's, to me, it it becomes uh, And for a person who's non-religious, you know, I I guess they could say the same thing to me But some of the stuff in there is just wild uh, in the Book of Mormon But then again, if you're non-Christian or in some other religions and you read things, you'd probably feel the same way but it is considered a cult in a lot of the research that i've I've done on this over the years. But there's a lot of other weird cults that have been out there for folks. I always like to throw out some interesting things on a topic. Uh, you know, there was uh, I, I saw a cult called the House of Yahweh. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. I have yeah, we're, uh, and they're still around today. Yep. I don't know if the leader is still around. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but the House of Yahweh. Had a founder called Bill Hawkins, I guess was his name. And this guy took a seven-year pilgrimage to Israel, and he returned to the United States. And what the hell did he do? Of course, he started a church in where? It's got to be either Texas or Oklahoma, always, right? And in (laughs) this case, it was rural Texas. So, uh, you know, it had uh, end-of-the-world shit in it, uh, Hebrew mysticism, and what a lot of people call a buffet-style Christianity. You know, all kinds of little things that they, uh, you know, uh, you know, pull out of the uh, pull out of the air. Uh, This guy, uh, you know, has uh, started YouTube channels when they first came out Um, in 2001. He said that it wouldn't stop raining for a thousand days. Uh, I don't know if you remember that. And uh, he when he started, uh, you know, his YouTube channel, he started to sell books. And I think one of his famous books was a book called The Birth of the Nuclear Baby. Mm. So he had some wild shit, this guy, and uh, it's really funny with the the stuff that I researched on him, people said, you you know you're in trouble when somebody has changed his name from Buffalo Bill to uh, Israel <laughs> with a, with a, <laughs> So yeah, uh, and you see this with Jim Baker again. He mm. always has uh, a lot of uh, you know uh, kind of radical Jewish rabbis on his show and other people they're they're always pulling stuff like that you know there's other cults um again that are around uh and they still have I've checked this out they're at low points but uh they actually have members still existing a cult called the apostles of infinite
0: love have you ever heard of that one paul maybe it's okay. it sounds it sounds kind of familiar uh, there's so many out there with the weird yeah name. i mean do you mind if i if i if i threw a few out there and and and
1: you know just for the folks just to you know these are people active right now uh this is a group the apostles of infinite love it's a catholic splinter group that um, is based uh, on a sect in the mountains of quebec and it began in 1962 and it, it was formed by an excommunicated French priest, a guy called Michel Collins, Colin. And he believed he was the true heir to the church. And he thought he was receiving messages directly for the Virgin Mary. So he gave himself a new name, Pope Clement the Fifteenth, And uh, he was another guy, you know, they, they always seem to have a lot of weird things in these cults. He like, you know, the Jones cult and everything. He presided over like a reign of kidnapping, sexual abuse, extortion. And they actually had a 34 year investigation that led to, uh, you know, a conviction in 1999. All the charges were dropped. And then this guy died in 2011. But the cult is still alive with no leader and still has members on it. You know, as crazy as that sounds. Uh, there's another fairly big one called the Church Universal and Triumphant. Have you ever heard of that one, Paul? That one I have, yes. Uh, this is uh, the there's uh, a woman uh, who's very famous, uh, Elizabeth Clare Prophet, I think her last name is, mm-hmm. and uh, she kind of pitched her husband uh, and herself as messengers of the ascended masters. Uh, Stuff like that And she was, um, uh, I guess, a big person Here's one with the shows that we've done Which ties into your thing about the cult Mormon-style doomsday prepping That's what these people were uh, really into Uh, They were uh, also, uh, you know, she died, uh, I guess, in 1999 uh, Or he died, I don't know which one but um no 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 she died she retired in 1999 and she died in 2009 but the church is still around there's still uh, su- succession squabbles and members still meet on a regular basis so people thinking that this ain't uh, this ain't going on uh it sure is there's also a a, a big cult with a person called Supreme master Ching hai <laughs>
0: Now, do you sounds know like this? A Kung, that sounds like a Kung Fu movie back on the uh, yes. Channel 5 in the 1980s.
1: <laughs> yes, this is a person born. Uh, it's a woman born in 1950, my age. Uh, and she was from uh, Vietnam and she reinvented herself as Supreme Master Ching Hai, expert in Kuan Yin meditation. And she says that she has the ability to channel God's inner light and uh, has the ability t- uh, to channel. For money, she has 20,000 followers, international business group, uh, vegetarian restaurants, jewelry boutiques, so on and so forth. And uh, I believe she, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I had a couple of notes to myself. She actually built an artificial island. So (laughs) Mm. you you got some uh, you got some wild stuff uh, out there. Uh, do you think any of these people right now like the Congregation for Light or the Nuwabian nation that's a big one the twelve tribes uh when I was talking about the Mormons this is called the fundamentalist latter day saints so that they're they're like to the right of of the Mormons there's the brethren uh I'd never heard of a lot
0: of these there's one called realism hmm Yeah. There's, there's many, many, many out there. Yeah. They're, they're like wild. What do you think that they prey on Paul? I mean, I could
1: answer that as a psychologist. What, what do you think, you know, why do you think in in modern times like this, uh, you know, uh, that, that people get hooked into the shit?
0: Well, I, I think there's a variety, variety of reasons why people get into this. It's, you know, people that are feeling kind of lost, people that are looking for hope, people that maybe feel like they don't fit in anywhere. Uh they're they're looking for some kind of group to belong to, some kind of validity, like their their life has meaning. Uh, you know, there are there are just those that uh I, I think maybe are kind of fanatical or apocalyptic in their own belief systems, and then they find these groups that really kind of resonate with with what they've kind of always believed in their pick and choose kind of religion, you know, but then there's the other group, you know, that we've talked about on the show before. And I've mentioned on the spirit side many times that, which, you know, I I want you to get into in a little bit here, you know, that that certain uh, percentage of people, which is a high percentage of people in society, uh, shown through different studies that uh, most people are followers. They're they're looking for the person to lead them, guide them, tell them what to do, tell them what to believe, sure. and um, you know. And I also think there's there's a new group that's emerged on the scene that 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 I've seen when it comes to these uh, pseudo religious uh, conspiracy theories and truthers, and that is the people who have come out of fundamentalist religion, I mean, you know, that, that kind of thing, uh, really kind of crashed and burned toward the end of the 1990s. And in the, uh, into the, you know, early two thousands, a, a lot of people just quit their religion going to church or uh, mm-hmm. whether they were people that listened to the prosperity gospel or, or whatever. And uh, these were the people that for a while they, they were in limbo. You know, they, they wanted to believe in God. They, they wanted uh, some kind of religion. Some gave up altogether. Some went on the quest to find what they say, to find the truth for themselves. And many of them ran across these uh, conspiracy theorists, uh, pseudo-religious people and groups and it really resonated with them because a lot of them came out of um, mostly fundamentalist, non-denominational churches that were very apocalyptic, very doomsday, very much uh, the world is evil and under control of the devil. So now we have the devil, but we also have the government. So, you know, we, we have that group, too, that's um, really kind of brand new on the scene, you know, the, the people searching for the truth. And maybe that was on purpose. You know, maybe with the the advent of YouTube and the internet, uh, some of these charlatans out there saw that there was a need to be filled, and decided, "Hey, they want truth. Well, guess what? I'm a truther, so I'm going to put myself out there and see if I can uh, snag a following." And you know, I think some of them did that. You know, unfortunately, you know, I don't, you know, I don't think that people want truth at all. Uh,
1: the ma- vast majority. Of- truth and, and and I say that as a psychologist I could say that as a as an observer of people for 70 years of working in human service my entire life uh, working as a salesperson as a young kid and, and learning how to sell anybody anything what people want is people want certainty. people don't like to be anxious and mm-hmm. uh, anything where they're not certain about things, or have a reasonable idea of what's gonna happen next makes them very uncomfortable. And when they're very uncomfortable and cannot get certainty, they become frustrated, they become angry, and then they become depressed, a lot of people. Uh, But there's also some steps in between that. They become, with that anger step, they, they will identify people, groups, ideas, uh, behaviors of other people, false ideas, as the cause of their anxiety, and I'll show you how simple it is in human nature, and it's uh, it's it's a little lesson in psychology for people here. It's a two-second thing. If I said to you, Paul, if I said one, two, what would your next response be normally? Three. Of course, that's called nexting. That's exactly the term nexting. You have a, a you have a mental perception that. One and two are followed by three, right? Mm-hmm. That if you hear and you're in the woods and you hear a big growl, what are you thinking? That there's some kind of an animal there, right? Mm-hmm. And the animal could be dangerous. So beware. So, you know. Uh, it's a next thing. Uh, you you know something follows something logically. Now animals don't have a you know tendency to learn those things. They don't think like human beings with next thing, but they become conditioned. You know you they they're, they 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 learn to be to respond to certain stimuli. You know positive and negative. But human beings project. You know they project into the future. What's going to happen next? And you know that. This is why this whole coronavirus thing is flipping people out, because all you've got is story after story after story, which is giving you bad news about the next the next day that's going to happen in your life. Right? Mm-hmm. If you go out the door, this is what's going to happen next. And you go out the door, and it doesn't seem to happen, you know, or you go out the door and it does happen to somebody else, and then you get scared it's going to happen to you, and you have people giving you every kind. Of next step scenario, it started with you know uh, you know eighty thousand people could die. Now it's up to five hundred thousand people. You listen to news, and I was listening to somebody last night. I made the mistake of listening to the news before I went to bed, and I go to sleep every night with a Fitbit on, so I know exactly how I sleep, what stages of sleep that I'm in, and everything else. I had one of the worst nights sleep in the longest time. Because here's a scientist on promoting a book and he's saying 250,000, 500,000. You're kidding me. It's going to absolutely be between one and five million people. And here's Mm -hmm. how. Now, you talk about cultists. We have a cult of information. We have a cult of scientists. Yes. Yes. uh, Which uh, I would assume you want me to talk about because I address it. I'm a scientist and I address it on Facebook all the time. Uh, I don't mean to say when I'm doing a show, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm everything. No, I'm, as a psychologist, it's it's the, the scientific study of animal and human behavior and mental process. I'm a scientist. I study anthropology. I study biology. I study neurology. You know, this is what we do as psychologists. We study applied behavior science and stuff like this. So I know what scientific principles are. And I know when scientists aren't using them or they're manipulating them. Do you realize when somebody says that the, I'll give you, I'm not downplaying the coronavirus. I'll show sure you, you can, it can be manipulated a million different ways. When somebody tells you that there's going to be 60,000 people dead, and I'm not downplaying this because you don't want to be one of those people. or, or, or You know, that's about the number of people that die of the flu 40,000, 50,000, maybe 60,000 people a year in a bad flu season. You have to take 330 million people in the country. And take that number of 60,000, you have to divide it by 330 million people, and then multiply it again by 100. And what you're going to get is one-tenth of 1%. And you're going to get figures like that. When you see these other figures, uh, you're going to get – nobody's telling you that 98.5% of the people are going to survive. They're giving you numbers – that are raising anxiety in you. Am I making sense with you, Paul? hmm absolutely. Or if people said, or if, you, or if you, the county that you live in, if somebody says, the, the number of cases jumped by 100% today in Broome County. Well, the last time I looked in Broome County, and I'm not saying it's not going to get serious, there's 41 cases in Broome County now. If it goes up to 80 people, and our population here is about a quarter of a million people, if I'm not mistaken, That would be a 100% increase in one day, right? Mm -hmm. Doesn't that sound a lot worse than just saying 40 more people or 80 people out of 250,000
0: people? It is. That's a really good point to make.
1: Well, that's how people lie with statistics all the time. I mean, that's an old advertising gimmick. People say 75% of the doctors surveyed said that uh, crust toothpaste was better. And then you say, wow, 75% of the dentists. How many dentists did they survey? If they did 10 and seven of them did, you follow what I'm trying to say? That's 70%. That's not a representative sample or or a valid or reliable sample of anything. So scientists do that. They have a cult. And then, even more dangerous than that, you have a cult of people who worship ignorance now, who worship lies. They just don't lies. They just don't want to feel uncomfortable. The Donald Trump supporters, this fucking guy, and I'm going to use bad language, this fucking guy gets right on there and says one thing. You have it. You saw him. You you and I couldn't get away with that with our wife or our kids or our boss at work. You couldn't say, you know, I, I didn't say that. Everybody in the room would say, are you fucking crazy? Of course you said it. Fifteen of us heard it. No, that's a fake uh, that's fake news. That's a fake group. Really? Well, I don't know about you. If you and I had fifteen people say that we walked into the bank and walked out with the money, could I tell people that was a fake news and get off from it? <laughs> Your ass and my ass is going where? To jail. Mm-hmm. So now we have people who deny reality. They deny facts, they deny science. But they've done this forever. They did this to Columbus. They did this to Galileo. Uh, you couldn't, you, Copernicus couldn't publish his work. They burnt people at the stake. Tycho Bray. I mean, now a lot of you out there listening, you're not familiar with these famous people in science, but they were martyred. Galileo, you know, looked you know, through a telescope and saw, you know, the moon and the moons of other planets and showed it to the to the Inquisition members. And they said, you better not say that because that contradicts our view of the Bible. And they said, you're either going to burn at the stake or you're going to recant. And we, we all know what he did. He recanted. Okay. So, you know, look at now when, when when you see people. I mean, they're, they're, you get on YouTube, there's people, you know, being interviewed in the, at a Trump rally, for example. and They're saying, what do you think? I don't think there's anything to this. Or how about with politics? Somebody says, uh, blah, 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 you know, you, you know they mentioned Bernie Sanders. He's a communist. This is what socialism Do you think that all these paychecks coming out to people and all these buybacks, of the, do you think that's socialism? And then some, man. It doesn't get any more socialism than that. That's socialism on steroids, baby. But people won't see it. So these are cults. You have political cults, you have scientific cults, you've got cults that, wor- people who worship ignorance. Uh, how about all these movie stars? You were talking about that today. I, I don't wanna see one more stupid bastard, and forgive me folks for using bad language, I've been on lockdown there. You know, I, uh, I wanna be real about things. I don't wanna see one uh, another sports star, another entertainer, or anything else you know, sing me a happy song and show me how to play basketball with some socks in a garbage pail during a lockdown.
0: That's not. Did
1: yeah, that's not what the real world is thinking about.
0: That's bullshit. Did, did you cult. see? Did you see Madonna's video talking about the? No, I don't watch
1: any of them. I don't watch any of them, and I don't watch them for any of them for political purposes on either side. I don't want to hear any more of that shit. I, I, I you know, I, I don't want sitting, to hear anymore. Sitting.
0: She was sitting naked in a bathtub filled with roses, babbling, babbling about how the coronavirus is the great equalizer and what makes it terrible is also what makes it so wonderful. Mm -hmm. It's it's terrible. This is what she says. It's terrible because it makes us all equal. But it's Mm -hmm. also wonderful because it makes us all equal. What the hell does that even mean?
1: Mm (laughs) Well, you, 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 you know, it's it's like if you're into the cult of gloom and doom, uh, I have to watch that with myself. I'm a very positive person. But doing shows where you're trying to take controversial things, you, you know, like like this show or, you know, which some of the things that we take are kind of comedic. But you can start sounding like the whole world is dark. Everybody is evil. If you're into political shows. I mean, let's face it—you're not—you're not going to get a lot of honesty and leadership there, are you? So you—you know—you're going to get like a lot of dark sides. So you have other like movie stars, in my experience, and particular singers and things like that—they want to appear that they're profound. They want to appear that you, you always see that at the Academy Awards. Uh, you know, you want to—you know—people who are actors and actresses. Uh, you know, most of the time they're not people who have great educational backgrounds. They start off early and have devoted their entire lives to, you know, to to going through that hustle that gets you, uh, you know, to be an an actor or an actress. And then when they when they get some, you know, notoriety, they they start lecturing people like athletes uh, and other people like they have some great intellect. And, you know, they're like anybody else. Most of the case, people don't have a great intellect. Most people are average. So they try and be profound. But the average people, like most of us, are pretty fucking stupid and and, and they're easily led. They have, you know, we have a pretty much a, a mentality to, to be part of the herd. That's for safety. That's how cults form. You know, there's a famous thing in management, um, and I would advise people that all the time when we would do management studies or even with people when they want to enter a profession. Be very careful if you decide that you want to be a funny swimming fish. Because the funny swimming fish is usually the fish that gets eaten. And did, did I get lost in the weeds there on cults or, or not? I think that's all this stuff relates to cults. You know, we pick and choose something that uh, that is so important to us because it makes us anxious if we do or don't have it. It's like Scientology. Most of the people in Scientology are some of the most neurotic people that you've ever seen. Traditional things don't help them. And if they see all that mumbo jumbo type of equipment, you know, if they see a a galvanometer and somebody's telling them clear you're clear, you know, galvanic skin response, they think this is marvelous. You
0: know? I know. You know, it's, it's interesting. You're, you're talking about all the different uh, cults, political cults, scientific cults. Mm-hmm. The, um, and, and this is an interesting one if, if you really look at it. Um, our, our whole system that we live in is, is really based on the cult mentality. Yes. I mean, why, why, why do we think that governments and CIA agents and, you know, even scientists, you know, all these people, big advertisers study, you know, hypnotic suggestion, waking hypnotic suggestion, power of suggestion, you know, how the cults control uh, the will, the mind and the decisions of people. And they use those same techniques. Absolutely. To get you to vote a certain way, to buy a certain product, to go to a certain church, to believe a certain Absolutely. message that, that they're giving about their their pseudo or, you know, half done, you know, scientific theory. And it, it's sad because, again, we, we have so many uh, such a percentage of people that that are looking for somebody just, like you said, make me feel secure. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to believe. Tell me what the facts are. And they fall right in line with it. You know, I need I need that.
1: It's a tribe, tribe, Paul. It's the same thing that a tribe uses, a cult, a tribe, a party, uh, a group, a team. It's all the same bullshit. Uh, Do you remember when you were in high school? I know when I was in high school, we were not allowed to wear uh, jackets that identified like a car club or anything else, unless it was a school jacket. And uh, my, with my children who were in their thirties, uh, you know, it was the same thing here, right in this area here. You, you couldn't come in, like, you, you couldn't be like, uh, where are the, the clean cut crew of Endicott or something, you know? C- couldn't have it. Because they didn't want to have gangs, they didn't want to have cults, they didn't want to have uh, membership things. It's like sororities and fraternities. It's why somebody always gets hurt in one of those things, because they start hazing people. They start con- trying to control people. It always becomes uh, over-sexualized, money, violent. You ever notice that?
2: Mm-hmm. It's always
1: big problems. And in, in political groups, tribes, they're always doing the same thing. They're always going to war with somebody. The tribal leader always has the most wives. Uh, you know, uh, it always winds up somebody's molesting somebody's kids or somebody's into some offbeat Money or whatever it is, because it's about power. It's about fear. Uh, It's about that part of people where they'll do any damn thing and, and, uh, you know, to belong. And you know who understands that? Grifters. People who are grifters, people who are con artists, they understand human nature uh, so much better than psychologists, so much better than physicians, so much better than the average person. Um, it's why when you see a movie, like an old movie, if anybody's seen it, *The Sting*, it's so classic. There, America and other countries have gone through in history. People, criminals who were white collar criminals essentially. They, you know, they, they had, they would build people for money. They were specialists in preying on human behavior. And if you don't believe that, the, the simplest thing to do is watch the old candid camera. Thanks. Alan Funt knew that. He caught people being themselves. He knew exactly what they were going to do. He knew exactly what they were going to do because he was an observer of human behavior. And I would throw out on our show today, it just dawned on me. When you talked about cults, it tied into something that I was telling a bunch of uh, actually academics online. And uh, I didn't want to be nasty or anything to them. But it uh, has to do with we have a cult now that it goes across all the tribes and goes across all the other cults. And we now have a cult where we fear death. We have a cult where we feel any kind of negative thing that happens in the world. If I'm a college student and I'm there and, Paul, you decide to come on campus and talk about radical uh, Christianity or radical you know, Muslim behaviors or, or something like that. It, somebody's going to say, I can't hear that. And yep. they're going to have a pressure point. They're going to be afraid. It's going to hurt them. They're going to die. They're going to get sick. Their life is going to be disrupted. They can't handle any fear. They can't handle any challenge. And this is young and old. People my age, you know, uh, you all you do is see commercials, uh, you know, where people say, I'm, you know, I'm looking at my financial plan because I'm 69 and I'm going to live a good long life till I'm 90. And I need how the fuck do you know if you're going to live till you're
0: 90? They they hope they will.
1: Yes. But you start watching that and you believe it. This whole thing with the coronavirus. And and I get caught into it as much as anybody else. Yes, it's a scary thing. But shit like that happens. I'm not saying we should go out and and go co-mingle now. And throw abandon to the wind, but what do you think? Nobody gets out of life alive. Everybody thinks that they can't get sick. I get furious to, when I hear that in hospitals, in people my age, uh, people close to your wife's age. My wife said uh, w- the medical community has decided that we have limited. We have to make hard decisions, and uh, if if you come in here, uh, you know you won't get a ventilator. Really what is that based on who gave you know the the cult of of physicians the right to make that decision and and, and what was that darwinian uh yeah eugenics yes and everything else like that your daughter wouldn't be alive in 1920 mm-hmm. yeah the physician would say abort her at birth I know. Oh, well, you don't you don't physicians don't like because it's a medical thing. I'm being serious. This is the obsession that's, you know, yeah, if there has to be a we do have policies for that. It's called triaging something. If you have slippery slopes with with people like that, and a slippery slope means what happens, uh, you know, if 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 the coronavirus really does get that bad, uh, you know, to such a point that we've already done now all the old people or over some arbitrary age, the doctors have decided, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, they, that they don't get the ventilators. Who's next? People from 40 to 50 who are females? People who have uh, diabetes but are at a young age, you know? People who are overweight who should have better taken care of themselves than a thin person? Well, you know, come on, man. That's not That's not rational stuff. Those are cult behaviors. Those are cult-like behaviors. I'm being serious. The information about wearing masks and different things like that. I I I argue with people all the time. I say, of course you should wear a mask. And of course, oh, you don't understand. I'm a nurse. I, no, I have an obligation to take care of myself and my family if I have those. You have an obligation as a healthcare worker to, to, you know, to, to provide services to people. I'm a healthcare worker with the equipment that you have available. You don't have a you don't have a right to something other than if somebody wishes to donate that to you or give that to you or whatever. You don't have those inalienable rights. And when people are telling you don't wear your mask or don't wear your gloves, they don't even know the first thing about science, even though they're scientists, because those masks and gloves aren't to protect you from getting something; they're also to protect you from transmitting it to somebody.
0: Hmm. I, I I couldn't believe it when that. Uh information in the beginning oh the masks don't help don't why i was they they changed as of today again to my position yeah i know it's, they did but I, I i told my i told my wife i said boy that that's news to me you know my my stepdaughter yeah. here is disabled she gets a cold she coughs and sneezes we have to tend to her she she wears diapers she doesn't know how to use the uh you know the facilities on her own sure and uh you know i i you know, for years now I've, you know, in the beginning she got a cold, we got a cold. Right. And then after the first uh, year or two of marriage, I said, you know, let's get some masks. We change her, put one on her, put one on ourselves. And guess what? We made it through numerous colds now where we haven't gotten it. So, you yeah. know, gee, go- gee golly, Batman, it, it actually must work. <laughs> you mean like every picture that you've ever seen of anybody
1: in Asia for the past 40 years? When you say everybody in America would say, what are they all wearing those face masks for? Because they have small land masks and millions and millions and millions of people on top of one another. Tightly compacted oh. things. And they're very respectful folks, their culture. So they're not only worried about getting something from you. They don't want to give you something. As I explained to the wonderful head of respiratory medicine at, uh, I'll actually mention the hospital at Guthrie, who said, oh, "You shouldn't be using You don't. You know anything? You know not just to me, but to other people." And I said, "Don't you know that the reason that you're wearing that in the operating room is not to protect yourself from the person on the table there? You've already pretty much cleared them from anything. It's so you don't infect them, you stupid ass." <laughs> The majority of deaths in a hospital, you get from the hospital. Am I making that up? No. No. That's a fact, Jack. Who comes to the hospital? Sick people. (laughs) The place is loaded with germs. And that's why they're so fanatical about it. They don't want to transmit that to you when you've been operated upon. So some stupid ass telling you you shouldn't have a mask or you shouldn't do anything. (laughs) Yeah. Only if you're if you're of the cult that is only obsessed with you living. But, you know, maybe you're a person like myself or like Paul. I I don't want to dare speak for you, but I would assume that you're that way. One of the the, the chief reason I wear a mask is, you know, I don't know if I have that or if I've been exposed Mm. to it. I don't want to expose you to it. And if you're wearing one, you don't know either. And you won't expose me to it. So we've got a barrier that helps. It's not foolproof. And we've got another barrier that, uh, you know, stops the transmission to other people. But when you have these cults uh, of science or you have cults of pseudoscience or you have cults of ignorance where people are all out there just going to a bar and saying, you know, I don't believe in this shit. Boom. That's when that's when you have a pandemic. You can't control it. That's where we are now.
0: I know. So my my final question would be when you see people that are involved in this kind of thing, um, you know, like I said, I've been talking a lot about it uh, yeah, on the spirit side. I actually started uh, the, the other podcast, uh, Mystic Fire, which is a more, um, you know, kind of spiritual religious uh mystical kind of podcast uh, you know, just to get people to maybe think for themselves, yeah you know have have your own thoughts about the world, have your own thoughts about God, have your own thoughts about anything because people don't and and I think it's so shocking to me because as I've said many times on this show, uh, I, I live a very quiet, small life by choice. I like it that way. You know, when I was younger, it was you know here, there, everywhere. You know, tons and tons of friends. Uh, you know, as I got older, I, you know, it, it wasn't my thing. You know, I like life small. I, I live kind of like a, you know, kind of like a a, a part time hermit or a monk. You know, so when I you know, I'm not big about being out there being part of the big world scene in society, It's just who I am. So when I look at the world scene, and I see so many people just <laughs> flocking to these personalities, whether they be religious or truthers or politicians, you know, uh, whole churches in the South, you know, comparing Donald Trump to King David and saying that he's the the Trump of God, he's going to save, you know, the United States of America and the world, like the second coming. I, this stuff spins my head. I, I look at it. What the hell are people thinking? Are, are, are you serious? So I'm, I'm really trying to be a voice of reason to tell people that think for yourself. And, and a lot of people will say, oh, I do think for myself. I don't let anybody tell me what to think well, what do you think of this subject? And they'll tell you exactly what everybody else in that truth or cult or whatever political cult is thinking. So it's 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 really not their thought. You know, they, they've chosen a side, but they believe that the group thought is their thought. And, uh, you know, my question, you know, driving at home, is there a way we can successfully reach these people to maybe help wake them up uh, a little bit. Yes. Or is all hope lost? (laughs) No, it's, it's,
1: uh, it's, it's, yes, there is, but it, it, it'll seem like all hope is lost with, uh, with most people. You know, there was a very famous uh, Catholic bishop um, years ago. He had the most popular show on television and nobody in this listening audience is gonna remember who this is, but I, you should look him up and you should look at his shows. They're on YouTube still, they're very famous. It's Bishop Fulton J. Sheen. And there was a very famous comedian in America called Milton Berle. Um, now maybe somebody knows his name, and you should know his name, but he was—he had a, the Milton Burl show. It was the most popular show in America. People would stop every Tuesday night and actually look in the windows of TV sales, stores you know, because not everybody had a TV so they could see uncle Milty. He was impervious to getting knocked off the air until Bishop Fulton Sheen came on and Bishop Fulton Sheen was so popular in the Catholic church. He was their main guy to go out there, their cult leader. He would come out in this big Cape, uh, a handsome man with white hair and these black piercing eyes. I think women kind of fell in love with him back then. In the day they're like Frank Langella when he played, um, Uh, He was a famous actor when he played uh, Zorro. Uh, You know, women had this like sexual fantasy of Zorro coming through the window and he was the guy. I think it was the same thing with Bishop Sheen, believe it or not. But he used to say a very famous thing. He said, give me a young boy or girl when they're seven years old, you know, when they're ready to start catechism and communion class. Mm -hmm. And by the time they're 12, I'll give you a Roman Catholic for life. And that's what happens with a lot of our things that we call cults uh, of ignorance, all these cults based on fear and everything. You say, can you break through that? Yes, but only I think only in one way. And it's the principle of adult learning. And you find this out if you're a college professor or a teacher like I am, or you teach a Bose's course at night, a GED course, anything. No adult is going to learn any goddamn thing at all. For any reason, unless there's something in it for them. Nobody. Truth. It is the truth. It's the, the all great consultants, all great teachers know that. All great leaders know that. All great politicians know that. That's why we see political parties fall flat on their ass. I sit there and rub my head and say, don't you understand? You have to put out there what the average voter, what they're talking about at their dinner table. That's what's in it for them when they go to elect you. So how are you going to make somebody think for themselves? You have to let them know that being a critical thinker by seeing the truth, good, bad, or indifferent, is the thing that will benefit them the most in life. When I gave my big spiel on face masks on Facebook and everything else, I said, please don't comment to me. I'm sure you saw the the comment. I said, Mm -hmm. I'm just check it out yourself. You know, I'm encouraging people to be a a, a critical thinker because 50 million other people are out there telling you some other stupid line of shit. How do you know that I'm not one of them? You know, so that's how you change people. When I when you when I would do a course uh, in uh, staff education or I would teach college students, How do I get most of the students to want to do things? I think of what's in it for them. Here's what's in it for you if you come to my class and you listen to it. You're going to get a better job. You're going to have a happier life. You're going to have a better sex life. You're going to have a better marriage. You're going to get along with your kids better. People will like you more. You'll be less anxious. You'll be less depressed. Are those important things to people? You bet. What did Donald Trump do? He said, Look at those people in those groups, by and large, that come to his rallies. He said, the mainstream Republicans don't want anything to do with you assholes. The Democrats certainly don't want anything to do with you. And you're not independents or anything else. But I love you, baby. And we're going to stick it up there. We're going to drain the swamp. We're going to make a mess out of this whole thing. Because this whole system ain't going to work for you birds anyway. You're never going to get shit from it. I'm going to bring the best people in here. I love it. Am I right or wrong? Yeah. That's the same thing that Hitler did. That's the same thing that Carney artists do. That's the same thing that anybody does. It's not just Donald Trump. It's as old as dirt. That's the only way you can change people. But if you're a person with good moral uh, values, with good ethics, then you'll try and show people That the thing, that the truth, not my truth or your truth, Paul, but the truth, the way that things really are, you know, will benefit them in the long run. But most people are not going to want to see the truth because the truth is scary. It's a lot. I'm just going to say just one last thing. It's a lot easier to say there's nothing to this coronavirus, which is bullshit because there is something to it. It's not the flu. It's a lot more serious than the flu. It's not the end of the world, but it's not the flu, you know. It's but you're gonna want to say it's not the flu because you know there's no goddamn ventilators, and if you live in a state like we do in New York, well, our governor doesn't like Donald Trump, so he ain't giving us any of those ventilators. We're shit out of luck.
0: Yeah, I talked about that on uh, on my show where, where Trump uh, pretty much said, "Well, you know, all the states have." Uh, people that the the governors uh you know that they want to treat them you know they're gonna they're sick or there's a lot more sick people coming but but if you want to help you have to show me a little respect i mean what 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 are you the godfather you know show me respect it's it's absolutely ridiculous And, and yet people applaud this and say this is okay i had somebody um uh comment and ask me on YouTube because I I did a thing about Donald Trump but it was more about uh the people elevating him to this messiah like status and that that was my rant you know how how could people actually do this you know uh look at the actions and words of the man you know this is not an apostle of Christ this is not the new messiah this is not uh the new king david you know this is somebody that is far from those characteristics and uh you know he just came on and said well you know you must you must really hate donald trump i said no i i I don't i don't hate anybody but i hate how people condone this behavior and still in that cultic mentality that we're talking about elevate someone to such a status looking past all of these flaws rather than seeing the truth and saying you know what uh maybe some of the things this guy says and does we should take with a grain of salt and we shouldn't let him set the gauge for our moral compass because a lot of people do that too
1: sure and that's when you know that you're that that's when you know that you're a cult follower when you will not really, when when you when you act against your own best interest and common sense and critical thinking there would be no there's no no reason i i grew up as a lower blue-collar kid in brooklyn new york and it uh, doesn't matter whatever position i have in life i'll always have those values i understand what it means to be the little guy and live in a neighborhood of people who all the tax burden you know gets dumped on them all of their kids get drafted when there's a draft uh, all of their kids pay top dollar for everything. Uh, you know, you, you know the, the, they don't get the most advantages of anything else like that. That's the world I grew up with, and I understand that kind of stuff. So you would never be a smart person if you engaged a politician who took advantage of you, and and you saw that they weren't doing anything from you back in the fifties or sixties. Yeah, you could pick the wrong guy initially. But once he was exposed or she was exposed to being a bum, you'd say, that guy was a bum, you know, and you'd, you'd do the right thing. Now uh, you'll have people, you know, b- spiting their, uh, you know, biting their nose off to spite their face. And that's when you're a member of a cult. You
0: yeah, know, people, people just seem to spit this information out that's, um, you know, it it, it comes from their favorite, uh, their favorite leader or cult of personality. Yeah. You know, when you, when 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 you, cult of
1: personality, yes, exactly. Once you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound. You cannot, you cannot make yourself betray that person. It's like when you're a gambler and and you, you know, you're losing and you've spent all your money at the casino. And now you're right down to this month's rent money. There's no more savings. There's no more car payment, no more food money. You've already gambled that away. And you're saying, "Uh, you know, I I bet I can, uh, you know, we'll just try a little more here. I'm bound to win. You know, you're not using any common sense. But what do you think, Paul? Have we beat the topic of cults almost to death?
0: Yep, it's it's about that time where we have to say we beat it to death, whether we did or not.
1: (laughs) I, I could have discussed it for hours.
0: Yeah there's, yeah, there's particularly there's some a lot of those crazy there. ones. There's <laughs> there's, there's a that... lot of, a lot to unpack with this topic. And and like I said, it's it seems to be uh I mean you you talk about a pandemic of the coronavirus, there there's an epidemic of cultic mentality and uh and people just have to wake up. And one more thing I would like to say that I, I want to interject is how this this cultic mentality uh across the board. Whether it's political, whether it's scientific, whether it's pseudo religious or truther, you know, one of the things that it really seems to be uh, doing—it's—it's not making people find the truth. I think it's making them more lost. Oh, absolutely. And that's—and that's why you see people uh, like the young people you were talking about. You know, we can't handle it. We don't want to. We don't want to talk about you know uh, anything that's scary or or that might. Uh, you know, allude to to death or that I'm going to die. I'm going to live till I'm 90, you know, because for these, these young people, that foundation of morality or even connection with something greater has been taken away or taken away. There, there's nothing else for them to build on except this life that they're living right now. So the thought of losing that is absolutely terrifying just like the people that build the foundation on money the thought of losing that money is absolutely terrifying so then when you even with religious people if if you take away the common sense if you take away knowledge you know you have people who are very afraid and and very accusatory And everything uh, again, you you know the the favorite word that that you like me to use. You know they point at everything. This is of the devil. This is evil. This is from the deep state. This is just what they want you to believe. You know, I did a uh, a podcast on my my uh, Mystic Fire show, and I just wanted something positive because you know people are wound up. So I made this like meditation. You know, mystical meditation. with uh with Christ it was kind of like this meditative uh communion type of thing and uh some guy you know comes on he said you know oh did you know you know he didn't even listen to the to the show he had no clue what it was about he just came on and said oh did you know you know what you're promoting here is cannibalism because christianity was hijacked by the uh by the elites a long time ago and you know they're, they're making you par- participate in a pagan cannibal, right? You know, and this, this is wrong. And, and this is something that, that people believe, you know, even people that are supposed to be, uh, you know, of a certain religion, you know, this, this is satanic, this is cannibalism where, or, you know, we're, we're eating Christ you know, type of thing. And, uh, I said, no, man, you know, you shouldn't comment before you listen, because that's not what this is. You know, you're completely unaware that a mystical communion is something completely different. And you're also very unaware that before there was even a Catholic church or an organization or a them, you know, the ancient Christians broke bread and drank wine. They, they, they had, you know, the, uh, the holy meal. It, it, it goes back to the beginning. So they must have been cannibals, too, that this isn't a new thing. You know, so those are just examples of how just the the most simple facts and common sense and, you know, people are just stripped of it and and, and they're just, you know, they're walking around like empty shells and zombies or uh, just spitting out these facts over and over again that are incorrect, that they've learned repetitively from their uh, you know their uh, their cult leader, and and that's the thing again. That just really um, it's it's a burden. It, it really is a burden on my heart to see this because I I can't imagine what it is to live that lost, that afraid, even that delusional, not even knowing you know history or why we do certain things or what it means or how or why it's supposed to bring peace or comfort or strength. It's uh, very disturbing, very disturbing to me.
1: Well, I just want to say one, uh, just one funny thing, and then we do really have to wrap up the show. Uh, My phone was uh, buzzing uh, on silent with uh, my smart news. And just to prove our point (laughs) here tonight, Mm -hmm. I, I just have to, here's my point, the, just a, another validation for me. Asia may have been right about coronavirus and face masks and the rest of the world is coming around. That's from CNN. <laughs> now, now, just as you're looking at that one, now I, I'm a proponent of, of course, face masks and gloves. And people say, you know, gloves are a surface and then when, when, you, when you hit the coronavirus, it stays on the gloves and you're touching everything else. So does it do that on your hand too, you asshole. And if you keep a little, uh, a little wipe next to you, a disinfected wipe, as you're going through the grocery store, you just wipe your gloves off on the outside. Inside of your hands don't have any virus material on them. And the outside of the gloves are sterile, right? Mm-hmm. Not very complex. Here's what it says. You shouldn't be wearing gloves to go grocery shopping. Gee, I wonder why people were, are nervous. Uh, then the last two, I just have to tell you, you'll, this is just to show you how we have a cult of pseudoscience we have a cult of news we have a cult of information and then people get so scared of it they say i don't want to hear any more of it how many of you are animal lovers like we are paul of course you have two uh cats we have four cats and a dog all rescue animals here's the let people are locked down they're just feeling comfortable pet cat in hong kong tests positive after the owner becomes infected <laughs> <laughs> Now, people are going to go to bed after seeing this, and they're going to say, holy shit, the cops going to come and kill my animals? Right? They will. Then you've heard that if you're an infant, uh, if you're young kids, if you're a healthy teenager or somebody else, uh, this isn't really going to affect you that much. So obviously the news has shown you all these stupid bastards are at the beach and everything. Now they're sick and they're on ventilators, and some of them, God bless them, have even died. I don't want to make any negative comment. Here's a must read from the Daily Mail in England. Six week old, Connecticut baby becomes the youngest coronavirus fatality. So if you're a newly, uh, if you're a mother who has a newly born baby, uh, you're, you know, you're locked down with your one year old and three year old like a million of my friends are or people that I work with and everything. Now you've got something else to worry about. I know. So cults sound pretty good, right? Uh, Jim Baker and telling you that, uh, you know, just believe in the 23rd Psalm or whatever it is, uh, that's going to make you feel wonderful. You, you know, it, it's pathetic. If, if you don't, you can have a fine mind. You can be a, a very smart person. And when you're bombarded with this shit 24 hours a day, I'm not just talking about the news on every which way in life with, with all these kind of things and a lack of common sense. Man, you, you you're just waiting to be victimized. It's it's almost it like is. you can't you can't. It's like you can't fight against it. But you can you can listen to the people under the stairs. Uh, it's a wonderful show. Uh, everybody's cured of their anxieties now. Not we can't do that. <laughs> but Paul, uh, any uh, I think we both closed up several times. Anything you want to let, let the people know before we uh, close out our show for for tonight? <laughs>
0: Well, I don't know, know about anybody else, but I think a great way to combat this anxiety is go to the mountains of uh, Quebec and join the Brotherhood of the North Breeze or whatever the they were. <laughs> yeah, that
1: sounded for the Brotherhood of the Light or some shit. It sounded good. The Brotherhood of the Bong Pipe, I'd like to hit.
0: You know, because, you know, how could that guy have been the actual successor to the church when I am? So I'm the rightful leader of that cult and I need to go take my throne. But until that happens. Uh, if you want to hear any of my other shows, you can hear me at on the uh, Spirit side on Apple Podcasts or here on the network or wherever podcasts are listened to. And also my other show, Mystic Fire, which is also on iTunes, Stitcher, across the board. Um, I'm out there. I'm on social media, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. And if you wanted to be a guest on one of the shows or just ask me a question for whatever reason in the world, you could email me at nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. Well,
1: very good. And, uh, you know, if you uh, would like to listen to my other show, for those of you, this is Stan Wangland. My other show is Just Thinking uh, with Stan Wangland. And uh, that show comes out uh, five or six times a week, always at least five times, most of the time six times a week. And uh, you can catch us on all the major platforms and both this show and just thinking are on the brand new platform for the reality check podcast network and uh, the art 19.com podcast site, which will get you to all your favorite platforms and has a bunch of other materials in it. So you can get us on uh, anything in the podcast world and it's a that's a beautiful uh, new site for all the programs from the reality check podcast network. So check it out and, uh, you can get me at Swangland. excuse me. That's S W A N G L U N D at gmail.com. If you have any comments or you don't want to be a guest on the show or anything else, uh, And uh, uh, special shout-outs to our our friends in the paranormal community. There's Steve Stockton and 13 Past Midnight. and He's involved in a bunch of other shows. Cat Ward is looking for guests all the time, uh, you know, from Paranormal Heart. And, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of uh, other folks that they're connected with. You look at their friends list, great paranormal stuff. Uh, And just really interesting, cool people. So, uh, you know, give them a shout out. And again, all the, the different shows that are on the Reality Check podcast network, whether you're into wrestling or you're into religious shows or you're into uh, other broadcasting on you know, general educational things. Uh, it's a nice uh, it's a nice network. So with that, uh, I guess we have.
0: Of- oh, go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. Before you say goodbye, I just want to say never mind Kat and Steve and all those people. This is more important. If you're one of those cults (laughs) who are squabbling over leadership, uh, hit me up. Hit me up. I am the reincarnation of Jesus Christ. I am the God of our fathers, and I'm your man. I'm I'm in. (laughs) You want the big bucks, huh? (laughs) Hell, if you can't beat them, join them. I'll tell everybody what to believe. Get your guns.
1: (laughs) Well, you'll know my church by the fact that everybody's wearing a face mask and gloves.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The, the, the church of the holy mask
1: <laughs> there you go but folks be safe out there uh and uh you know it's it's hard not to be anxious and scared uh in these uh, very trying times uh with different things uh you, you try and exercise uh some things to uh walk away from some of the things that produce some anxiety in you and uh, connect with those people and ideas that are rocks in your life that are good for you you know love on your animals and and trying to enjoy the the sunshine and your meal at night and anything you can that gives you a little bit of pleasure in life because uh, it's hard times on a lot of folks right now so with that we're gonna say so long from the people under the stairs and we'll see you a couple times more next week
2: Thank you for listening to this episode of The People Under the Stairs. If you would like to reach out to the host of this show, please feel free to email Paul at nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. That's nocturnalmagic@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And if you would like to reach out to Stan, please feel free to go over to his Twitter page and give him a follow at swanglin. That's at S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D. Or feel free to email him at swangland at gmail.com that's at swangland at gmail.com and please continue to check out all the new episodes of the people under the stairs every Wednesday and every Sunday on the reality check podcast network
1: hey everyone this is Stan Wangland from Just Thinking stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you Two in particular are really good shows. One is called, Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? And the next one is called, Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did you have a bad day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you, when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us.